there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to the very first episode of Time for Coffee. I hope you've got a nice big mug of your favorite Java juice on hand because it is time for another caffeinated career conversation. And oh boy, I am so excited about this first guest. My guest is Guy Raz. That's right. You heard me correctly. The Guy Raz, the host and the editorial director of the TED Radio Hour, one of the most downloaded podcasts in the entire United States. And as if that wasn't enough, no, Guy wasn't ready to rest on his laurels. He is also the creator and host of two other incredibly successful podcasts, How I Built This and NPR's first ever children's program, Wow in the World. To say I am a huge fan and I am totally fangirling out right now would be an understatement. In 2016, Guy became the first podcast creator to simultaneously have three shows in the Apple Podcast Charts Top 20 Shows. And as an aspiring podcaster myself, I have to say I am both thrilled and a little nervous to be interviewing Guy. Guy Raz. Welcome to Time for Coffee. It's so great to be here with you. I, I, If I had the same amount of time to give an introduction about you, it would be equally effusive because, of course, we go way back and I remember watching you as a correspondent covering the State Department and going all around the world and being in awe of the work you do. So thank you for such a generous introduction. That's really means a lot coming from, especially coming from you. Well, you are just a mensch, a mensch in every way. And, and I have to say, Guy, in case you're wondering, our tagline is caffeinated career conversations. So I have to begin our espresso shots by asking you, Guy Raz, are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am caffeinated. I'm ready to go. I have a mug full of coffee right next to me. And um, yeah, Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who are first time listeners, and I think everyone is, our espresso shots are 10 quick questions and 10 quick answers. First question, what entry level jobs are available to young people who are eager to break into both the field of journalism and the podcasting world guy? Well, I'll separate them out. I would say in journalism, especially if it's a a major news organization, the best entry-level job is an internship. Now, I know people have heard that before in the past. An internship is the best way to get their foot in the door. It is. It's how I got my foot in the door. It's how almost everybody who works on my team got their foot in the door. Most companies today pay interns. NPR pays interns. Um, and so that makes it a little bit easier to, you know, to, to, to begin. It's, it's a, generally these are low paying jobs, but they're almost all of them, um, you know, are, are paying above minimum wage. Um, I think at NPR, it's about 13 or $14 an hour. So that really is the absolute best way to get into the field. When it comes to podcasting, 
I mean, it's it's a much, much more sort of diffuse landscape. There are all kinds of podcasters and podcasting startups around the, the country and around the world. There are now, I believe, 400,000 podcasts in the English language. And so it means that, you know, there's everyone from, uh, you know, somebody who does it now and again occasionally to major podcasting networks and it's a growth industry so there's a lot of opportunity to jump in and to get a lot of experience very quickly great what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the people that you hire at npr well in terms of skills, um, any audio editing experience is really helpful and important. Um, but more important, more important is is critical thinking and critical analysis. It's not really a traditional skill. It's something that you kind of develop by reading um, and by thinking and by talking about the world around you. You know, a lot of what we do is editing, and a lot of what we do is trying to figure out what we want to cover and what works well and what what doesn't work well. And so it's sort of a, a brain skill. And it's really a skill that's developed over time. It's not a talent. It's not a gift. It's something that you sort of have to work at and work at and get better and better at. But most importantly, Andrea, what I look for in the people I hire are two really important attributes, curiosity and kindness. If you are curious about the world, then I want you to work with me. And if you're kind, I want to work with you because everything else I can teach you how to do. I love that. Love that. What about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor to get into these fields? In other words, if they haven't studied journalism, if they haven't studied whatever, fill in the blank, is that a deal breaker? It's not a deal breaker at all. Um, we have people on my team who went to journalism school. We have most of us did not go to journalism school, myself included. Um, most people at NPR did not get a journalism degree. Um, in fact, I, there isn't any deal breaker per se. But what I, I look for is somebody with, uh, you know, just a, a background that reflects a sense of curiosity. So, you know, we have people on our team who study neuroscience and psychology, um, English, philosophy, French, Spanish, um, history, which was my major. So it, it really, I think in journalism in general, it helps to have a really sort of diverse and varied background. I mean, if you want to study, if you want to cover science or, or biology, it often helps to have a science background. But if you're looking to cover the news or if you're looking to get involved in a podcast that covers general topics, then having a, a background in, in, a, in the humanities is really helpful because it gives you exposure to a wide range of subjects, topics, books, and ideas. And you'll never know. You never know when that's going to come in handy. What about a graduate degree? Do you have one? I have a graduate degree, but in history, um, I, I thought about going into academia when I graduated college, a graduate degree is not necessary at all. It's, um, you know, it, it's only, um, only necessary if, well, it's not, it really isn't. It, it's in journalism. It's all about just being curious and reading and exposing yourself to different ideas. So not at all crucial or important, but a graduate degree, for example, in journalism can certainly help you in other ways. It creates a network of, 
of people who it, it helps expose you to contacts in other news organizations. So for some people who do get a graduate degree in journalism, that can certainly be helpful, especially when you're just starting out and looking for work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we need to do away with that expression, curiosity killed the cat. I just think that... <laughs> It doesn't, it just doesn't um, do anybody any favors there. No. What about life experiences? What in your life experience have you found to be maybe the most useful or other people that you've come into contact with where you say, yeah, man, that really is an advantage to have going into journalism, going into podcasting? To me, um, really important life experiences um, is the the people and the places that you were exposed to. So if you grew up in one part of the country, um, were you able to meet kids from all walks of life, from all over the country? Did you, um, did you attend um, schools or camps or programs where you, there was a wide variety of kids from different socioeconomic, racial, ethnic, religious, cultural backgrounds. Um, were you able to, um, to travel, you know, to see maybe parts of, of America or, or possibly parts of the world that gave you a perspective in, in, into the way other people live their lives? Cause I, I really believe that that creates and builds empathy and also gives you a sense of perspective. So I was very fortunate um, when I was in high school to serve as a congressional page in Washington, D.C. during my junior year of high school. It was a program that the U.S. House of Representatives used to have. Unfortunately, they don't have it anymore. But for that year of high school, I lived in Washington, D.C. I came from L.A. and I was exposed to 70 kids from across the country with totally different backgrounds, kids from the South, kids from Indian Native American reservations, kids who were extremely religious, um, kids who had come from homeschooled backgrounds, just different different worldviews. And that was so important for me because I had come from a, a large public high school in L.A., um, and all of a sudden I was in this small group of, of – with, with these 60 other, 70 other kids. And to this day, many of them are my, my closest friends. Yeah, it's too bad they got rid of that program. I remember, um, I remember hearing about that. So for you, I'm sure it's a long list, but what is the best part of being a journalist and a podcaster? To me, the best part of this profession is you are paid to – get smarter every day. You're paid to learn more. You're paid to expose yourself to different ideas. You're paid to challenge your own views every single day. You know, I, I know that some people believe in, in the idea of certitude, that, that you have a view and you stick to it and that's the way it should be. I've never been a believer in that. I'm always open to having my viewpoints changed. And I think that's one of the gifts of being a journalist is that you 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 may think a certain way about something, but then you may be exposed to someone's ideas and facts that alter the way you think about the world. And I love that. Flip side, what part sucks the most? <laughs> the part that... <laughs> The part that sucks the most is it's, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of very detailed work. There's a lot of reading through transcripts. There's a lot of tedious kind of editing. There's a lot of waiting through hours and hours of of tape and interview to squeeze out the best parts of it. So when people hear my shows, it's the product of hours and hours and hours, tens, hundreds of hours of work to create shows that are meaningful, interesting, and concise. 
Yeah, you make it look easy, and I'm certainly going through that right now. Like, it doesn't seem that hard listening to how I built this, but it really (laughs) is. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten, Guy? The best career advice I've ever gotten is, is to find people who do jobs that you are interested in and reach out to them whether it's in uh, an organization that you're interning at or somewhere else and and not just reach out to them in a one-way kind of transactional um, exchange but to it's a give and take so for example if if you want to be a reporter and you and there's a reporter who you absolutely love take the time to um, learn a little bit about what that reporter has written and what they cover and write them a very personal letter saying, hey, your piece on this was so meaningful to me and especially the writing. I loved the way you characterized this. I am a, a student and I really want to do what you do and I'm so inspired by what you do. Um, can I meet you? It's it, those kinds of, 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 of letters reaching out to people in that way often can often be really meaningful and helpful and not just people you know who you may have no contact with but people in your own organizations take the time to find people who do what you want to do and try and develop them as mentors you have to seek out mentors because mentors rarely will pick you and say I want to mentor you mentors are always available everywhere you just have to take the initiative and really try and find them. Great advice. So, Guy, are there any movies or fiction books that you think accurately depict your profession? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the movie Spotlight um, about the Boston Globe investigations into the 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 scandals of the Catholic Church and and the, the priests and the child abuse scandals really depicted how the profession of journalism is done. It's, it's, it's long, it's tedious, it can take years to uncover something, it requires a lot of work. I mean, that was all condensed in a two-hour movie, but it, you know, it took years and years and years for those reporters to get those stories. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of many obstacles that are placed in your way. There are a lot of people who push back. And that, to me, really shows what journalism is all about and what we aspire to do. So final espresso shot. What would people be surprised to learn about your professions? I think they would be surprised to learn that it's much harder than it looks. We work really hard to make it look effortless because that's our job. Our job is to serve our audiences. But it's really hard work and it's very inefficient work. In other words, you know, for a 45-minute podcast, probably 100 hours goes into that, you know, from the booking wow. to the research to the um, to the interview to the music composition to the editing to the, you know, not 100 straight hours. But over time, you know, it's about, it's about two weeks of work um, to get full-time work to get one episode of How I Built This or the TED Radio Hour put together. And there are many people who work on that. So it's really, really hard work. But in the end, it's really, really satisfying. And I can't think of anything else I'd want to do. Please don't because fans like me want to keep hearing those episodes. Guy Raz, thank you so much for making time for coffee with me and the Java Junkie community today. Thank you. It was great. 
Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.